0: Dionisio at the plate, he's over to it today. Swakowski, the big right-hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly. And it's... oh, it's raining now. It's time for Rain Delay Theater with Jeremy Dionisio and Jack Swakowski. Hello and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater. I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. This is episode number 80, folks. Everybody, uh, welcome to episode number 80. It's a big, big milestone for us every time we uh, reach another 10 episodes completed. Uh, Jeremy, going forward, uh, we're going to be doing something a little different uh, with uh, dedicating our episodes. We're going to kind of go by by year. for instance 1980, 81, 82. Uh for this specific season for 1980, we've decided to uh pinpoint uh players who made their major league debuts in 1980.
1: Yes, that's correct, Jack. Yeah, I figured, you know, uh it's getting slim pickings uh, you know, we'd have to do Ricky Wild Thing Vaughn, you know, coming up in a few uh episodes. <laughs> so, it's getting slim pickings so, you know, see 80 seemed like a good time to transition to like a new format and uh you know, we're getting into the years that we we're actually we were actually alive, Jack. So I think yeah, 80 is a good place to start. Even though yeah, we weren't I mean, alive I, in 1980, either of us.
0: No, we weren't. Hey, let's face it, Jeremy. The last twenty of these episodes have been uh, you know middle relievers who nobody <laughs> cares about. <laughs>
1: it was getting a bit monotonous, I suppose. Yeah.
0: Right. Uh, so, Jeremy, who who did you have picked out for 1980 that made their debut?
1: Well, I have. Um, <laughs> this will be short uh, short and sweet but i have one chris Borges. Um, oh okay yeah who um uh will actually tie into our larger theme uh for this episode which is uh coming on the heels of father's day um father and son combos uh but chris Borges was actually peter Borges' father um local boy i'll say uh, he was um he's from chicago um, he went to Gordon tech high school, Jack. Uh, do you know, do you know Gordon tech, Jack? I, I don't. It's, um, it's a high school on the North side, right? It's, it's very close to Wrigley field. Actually it's on Addison. Oh, um, Oh really? Yeah. So if you were taking like, you know, the bus or something from like, you know, uh, the middle of the city down over, like over, uh, East to uh, Wrigley field, you probably pass Gordon tech. Um, uh, I almost went there for high school, but I didn't, uh, I didn't want to go there cause, uh, it had a bad rap, I guess, like kind <laughs> of a lame rap, not like a dangerous rap, but, uh, so I didn't go there, but I grew up like in the shadow of that high school, like, um, you know, my whole life, uh, he ended up going to Truman college, which is actually up by us. Um, uh-huh. and then he went to Northern, uh, he played in a whopping 13 games in his career, uh, all for the San Diego Gi- or San Francisco giants, uh, 22, uh, uh, at bats one homer so he managed to hit a homer in in, oh. in those uh, 20, 24 plate appearances total
0: all right G- gorgeous gorgeous. yeah exactly um, jeremy is uh our listeners are really going to care about this but is lane Tech? that's a, is lane I'm thinking of lane tech which is also on addison yeah, right yeah they are very close to each other okay all right the rival the rival tech schools one okay of, yeah, one uh, of
1: course is uh lane tech is a public school uh gordon tech was uh um a catholic school um, so, okay i don't know if they had some sort of feuds that you know involving that or not, but uh but yeah, there were yeah i have to imagine there's probably been some fights between the two
0: schools i'd imagine, <laughs> yeah, a lot of uh defacing the mascots and having pigs uh uh run through the hallways uh <laughs> and whatnot uh yeah jeremy mine um my my guy is gonna be gary cooper <laughs> uh so gary gary cooper the the reason he stuck out to me uh you know the old the old actor. Gary Cooper from the 40s and 50s, uh, movies like High Noon and and uh, Love in the Afternoon, uh, all those all those good ones, all those classic movies. Uh, also, the uh, big fan of the Sopranos, Tony uh, Tony Soprano is always a yes. big fan of Gary Cooper. He would go, "What have I happened to Gary Cooper? The strong, silent type." <laughs> uh, so there was actually a, a Major League Baseball player who debuted in uh, 1980, whose name was Gary Cooper. He debuted on August 25th. Uh, and his last game was October 5th so he was uh he was he was up in the bigs for about 40 days he actually had a really interesting career um he was a third round draft pick by the Atlanta Braves and he made his debut for the Braves uh in 80 he played in 21 games but he only had two plate appearances uh which is very strange so he's listed on baseball reference as a pinch runner and left fielder so this guy was Terrence he used Terrence Gore before terence gore existed yeah um, i was
1: gonna i was gonna say like is he was he considered um you know one of these like pinch runners but yeah that's yeah they have him listed as that um who's the um who's the athletics guy is it uh herb washington yeah
0: i I, I believe i believe that's a yeah that's a good call jeremy and i think he's the only baseball player ever uh to have his baseball card be listed as a pinch runner for his position that's correct um, yeah, yeah which which is a, a nice bit of trivia. But uh yeah, so uh so Gary Cooper, uh two plate appearances, two official at bats in twenty one games. Uh did not get any hits, unfortunately. Uh but he scored three runs. He stole two bases and he was caught once. Uh so he was not he was not does not seem they used him that much as a base stealer uh but yeah i thought i think that's uh that's that's pretty cool i you know when i when i pulled up his profile i uh i didn't expect to see anything interesting like that but mm-hmm. uh hey what a what a nice surprise so gary cooper uh you know he's kind of been lost for the ages but uh you know he's been mentioned on this podcast so good for him
1: there you go he'll always have that <laughs> um,
0: uh, <laughs> i
1: I think of Gary Cooper, uh, or the only like so yes uh, we've we've uh, already explored the the disparity between mine and Jack's uh, like film uh, bank knowledge. Um, my only really knowledge of Gary Cooper is when uh, Larry David references him in *Curb uh, Your Enthusiasm*, which I almost want to say is like season one of *Curb Your Enthusiasm*, where uh-huh. like I don't know if you remember it, but um, uh, uh, what's his name? Richard Lewis says uh, to like uh, to to Larry David like. You know, meet me back here at high n- <laughs> at high noon. And uh uh-huh. Larry David goes, What are you, Gary Cooper? And uh <laughs> I, I it was really funny even not knowing really who Gary Cooper was. Um <clears throat> but uh but yeah, that's sure. my only knowledge of him, sadly. But you know, I've got
0: a lot more well, to go. Yeah. And hey, I, I would have to say that Richard Lewis is probably the best character on uh, on Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, at, at least in my opinion. I, I I had always been aware of Richard Lewis, but uh, I, I I was not aware of how funny he was until I uh, until I started watching Curb.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, him. Yeah, him and Larry's uh, relationship is is pretty pretty hilarious.
0: And there's a lot of there's a lot of baseball references too. I've been watching uh, that show lately, um, but yeah. So that uh, that for uh, for you. Uh, 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 television fans out there if you want to want to see a show that's got a lot of sneaky baseball references in it uh watch curb your enthusiasm
1: did you happen to watch the one where he talks about the mickey mantle baseball
0: yes uh i think yeah so that that's the (laughs) one is that the one where like uh we don't have to get into it but is was that richard richard lewis's baseball yeah yeah
1: because i just watched that one too actually so they were okay okay
0: interesting but um
1: yeah okay well there you go um yeah, yeah, Larry David, obviously a big baseball fan um, So, okay, Jack, so um, there's a lot to talk about here I feel like um, <clears throat> we've, uh, you know, we didn't get to talk too much about uh, the current thing goings-on um, Except for, uh, <laughs> what did we talk about? Uh, uh, Marze- Marcelo Zuna getting uh, a soap dish thrown him. That was, that was the only current topic we talked about last uh, May yeah. episode
0: there yeah there there just was not a lot going on a couple weeks ago apparently
1: or at least nothing like solid enough to talk about i will say first off before we get into that um for for folks who are subscribed to the podcast um on players they will have seen now uh that we've dropped two episodes of rain delay theater history class um so that's a new thing you know that will be uh you know coming into your feed uh on weeks where we're not doing a full episode um, so we've dropped two of those already, Jack. We dropped the, uh, Bill Spaceman Lee episode and the, uh, Dave McNally episode. Yeah. A couple of, some... a
0: couple of pitch, a couple of pitchers.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, um, we got some more, uh, coming down the pike for you too. Um, uh, maybe some more, more pitchers actually, but, um, yeah. And we'll, we'll have some more of those as we're coming up. But, um, luckily, Jack, I guess the news of today is that baseball is coming back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For a 60 game season. Yes. Uh, that was uh, apparently ordered by the commissioner yes. um because the the two uh the two sides just couldn't couldn't come to an agreement but uh yeah it's it's going to happen now uh uh Jeremy are those games going to be played uh yeah just in in the cities of the teams just in empty stadiums i i, I was reading about it and i couldn't find anything
1: that no about i don't that. i don't think that's settled yet but um i think that that's the understanding right now um i will say that uh, i'm glad that as a player i'm glad i'm not on the talk about listen if it wasn't bad enough to be on the miami marlins um it also means that you're located uh in um florida which has turned into like you know the the breeding ground of covid in in in, uh in the united states kind of so like uh talk about a double whammy um so yeah i don't know i mean i i think that's the assumption that they're going to play in their home stadiums but um i don't know i guess they're going to be traveling and everything um, but yeah, I, I don't know.
0: Um, yeah, it's, uh, uh, so it's, it's going to be interesting 60 games. So it's going to be like, uh, like pedal to the metal, uh, pretty much from the, uh, from, from the word go. Um, I, I don't think they've said anything about roster sizes or, or things like that. Have they, uh, I, yeah, this is I all so see, new.
1: Yeah. I was looking at baseball reference had a good, or, um, baseball MLB trade rumors had like a good article about, um, I don't think I have it up still, but, um, Uh, they are going to do, um, I want to say 30 man rosters to start. Um, but then after like July 15th, it decreases to like 28 and then like every 15 days it decreases by another one until eventually they're going to have 26, which is what they were supposed to have.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it's Um,
1: kind of, it's kind of screwy, but like, yeah, I think they're starting with 30 for like a couple weeks. Um, and then they're also going to have a 60 man taxi squad or like, you know, they're going to have a taxi squad in addition to the active roster, which I guess is where they'll pull guys from if, um, people get sick. Um, and that's like 60. So what? So 34, is that right? Yeah. 34 man taxi squad plus 26 active roster.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean that that that's interesting. It it seems like a lot of players are testing positive for for COVID right now. Yeah. Um so I mean what what happens if just everybody starts testing positive? Like are are they going to just shut it down? I know they have the taxi squad, mm-hmm. but like yeah, the whole thing seems uh seems crazy, but uh, at least they uh they have like a goal in mind and uh, they're they're going to they're going to play, which is nice.
1: Yes, for sure. And so I mean, you know, I don't know, Jack. It's like if we had talked about this topic, you know, a week ago, two weeks ago, even like four days ago, um, it would have been a complete rant, uh, by me on the owners. Uh, it still is quite honestly, uh, I'm disgusted with the owners, um, uh, and the way that they've handled all of this, but, uh, and Manfred to an extent, but, um, it's kind of, I think the underlying kind of scary thing about all of this is that it was never about safety at all. It was always about money no no because because yeah you could because never in this in in this in you know the months that we've been locked down here has there been a worse time in terms of player health than right now when all these players are testing these players and coaches are testing positive there's like 40 players or something in MLB that are that have positive tests yet this is when they come to the agreement to start baseball it's kind of
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah um I, I think uh uh one thing jeremy we we were kind of texting about this but we didn't mention it on the podcast is that uh you know with the 60 game season somebody's gonna have to win the World Series yes. um you know with with six with 60 games that's uh that's a, a, a short enough window where even a bad team can stay hot for for that for that long um, especially if they do expanded playoffs too right are they doing 14 team playoffs i
1: that was the vibe that i was getting from like yeah. everything that was being said yeah
0: <clears throat> so so yeah uh you know even a uh, even a even a team that was projected to be uh, in, uh at the bottom like the Marlins um could potentially um you know play well enough for you know a period of what's essentially 2 months yeah. to uh to make the playoffs it, which which has me wondering like do I even would I even really want to see the Brewers win the World Series right. in a 60 game shortened season no. with an uh, expanded playoffs For
1: sure Jack no this is something that we were talking about and it's like yeah, you know, I, I it would be very easy to make fun of the fact like, oh, yeah, some bum team is going to win the World Series this year. But it could be your bum team that you root for, not you specifically, Jack, but whoever out there. It could be your crappy team that you like could do it. And then all of a sudden you have to legitimize this, this you know, asterisk-laden season. Uh, so, yeah, I would say everyone should just be a little cautious about what they say about this 60 game season, because your team might win. And then you have to try to convince your friends that, Oh no, it was a real season that, that we, <laughs> so.
0: uh, yeah. Uh, in one respect, it could be cool to see like Padres versus Mariners for the world series. <laughs> but I, I kind of just hope that like the uh, the Yankees win it or something, so it can just be, uh, you know, it's just just kind of like be lost in all of the twenty seven other championships that they have, yeah. and nobody will pay attention to it. Sure, um, you might be
1: the only person outside of the uh, five boroughs that that thinks that. Um, but uh, <laughs> you know, well, yeah, I see where you're coming from on that. Um, yeah, no, I mean, hell, the the 2019 Mariners, uh, you know i have the feeling they have a they have to be pretty upset that it wasn't a 60 game season last year because they would have been uh pretty hot contender. right
0: yeah yeah no i yeah i remember they got off to that good start um yeah and you know i i have to i wonder jeremy like is is noah syndigard gonna get his apartment back now
1: you know <laughs> yeah right <laughs> he's he has to call back now and be like oh yeah so about that uh rent, uh you know place to live now um yeah i don't know um but uh so yeah. Anyway, I you know we had talked about about not talking about all of this stuff because nothing was set. And honestly, yeah, things have changed so much. I mean, uh, it's just hard to like. I ju- I do feel like there's been like irreparable damage done um, in the course of all of this. Uh, the owners, I'll I'll say this. I'll will t- will t- t- I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I'll take back this stance if on opening day and every day that there's baseball played. If the owners are sitting in the first row of the stadiums when the games are being played. Um, th- so I know that they're like sacrificing the same thing that the players are by going out there and playing. Um, the thing is the owners can watch these games. So basically, um, the, the whole like fracas, whatever the whole like, uh, issue going back and forth was that the owners never wanted to pay the players, uh, a full a full prorated salary so the players were never going to get what they were making they were at best going to get a prorated uh portion of their salary so they're going to play 60 games so they're going to get you know 60 162s of uh of their of their uh you know contract um but the players wanted to like the owners wanted them to come back and play like 60 games at a 30 percent pay cut or whatever it was uh off of the prorated, so they not giving them prorated wasn't even enough. They they wanted to take money off of that. Um, I mean, when you boil it down to it, it comes down to like a battle of like billionaires versus millionaires. But the players are sacrificing, you know, being around their families and actually exposing themselves to the elements. The owners can friggin' watch the games in a friggin' sealed bunker under the earth. You know, they don't have to be out at the games. Like, I I guarantee you, you're not gonna see any of the goddamn owners out in the stadiums and if they are they're gonna be wearing a fucking hazmat suit so like um you know I'm trying to think of some old ass owner who's out there like uh you know I there's no um I'm trying to think of like a uh I don't know. Can you can you name like a old ass like visual?
0: I, I was just gonna say, Jeremy. It seems like being an owner is, is more of a young man's game these days. Yeah, um, I know. It's... Or at least like a 50, a fifty year old man's game. You know, long, long gone are the days of your George Steinbrenners and your Marge Shots. Right. Uh, you know, wonderful people. Wonderful people. All <laughs> of yeah. all of them. <laughs> Great humanitarians. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but but you're, you're no, I, I agree with.
1: Oh, go ahead. Yeah, they're not gonna want to see those crusty old old geezers. Oh yeah,
0: well, I I could see I could see like Marge shot like uh, being being at the game like just just like uh, being like a, a COVID denier um, yeah, among sure. among among all of the other things that uh, that that she was. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I, I could imagine Jeremy though. Uh, you know, Mark Adinasio. I mean, he sings the national anthem uh, on opening day at Brewers games sometimes. Oh, yeah, so right. like, you know, hey, hey, maybe, maybe he'll, maybe he'll be there. Uh, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. To your point, Jeremy, uh, it's it's the players who are who are taking all of the uh, all of the risk here. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I will say that uh, there's teams like the Marlins um, or the Rays where i wonder if they can even like uh withstand having a season where they have no attendance at all like sure. you know I, I imagine that you know some of these teams might take a bath on the season um you know i don't i don't know how any of that's going to work I, I don't think th- i don't think that most mlb teams um uh really have to uh show the profits they make right so so nobody actually really knows how much these teams are making
1: yeah yeah i i, I suppose so um yeah, I don't know. I mean, the only thing I could say is that um if whoever owns the um you know, the the Rays if they can't if they can't afford to own the team this season, I I feel like there's someone else who could probably step in and take over and be able to <laughs> handle the uh you know, the loss for this year. Um but uh you know, I don't know. There's also revenue sharing, right? Amongst the team. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just t- – it's a tough thing. I Obviously, you know, business uh, isn't really – I don't think either one of our forte. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just – it's it's a tough thing. And, and, and yes, I, I realize that it makes um, – it seems silly to be fighting the fight of the players because they're all – they, to a large part, make, you know, sick amounts of money. But when you boil it down to the fact that they're the ones that are going out there and playing – and they're the ones that people pay to see. And they're the ones that, you know, no one pays a ticket to see uh, Tom Ricketts in the front row, uh, you know, with his feeble hand claps. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> like that. Like, um, So, yeah, no one's paying for that. So it's like it's not um, – it, it just doesn't make sense that, like, they're not trying to make the players happy um, and, I don't know, just continually – just kind of lowballing them just it looks bad so anyway it's you know we can move on from that but uh it sure. uh it's it I don't know I'm glad the baseball's back it does suck that it's like it it was such a crappy road to get to this point and um it doesn't help that Rob Manfred you know kind of comes across as like a crony for the owners um and like just doing stupid tactics to try to like guilt the players into like like guilt trip them or something into like signing an agreement or something. I don't know.
0: It's weird. Yeah. And, and that it was only a 60 game season too. Right. I I, I, yeah,
1: I know. Cause all the times where they threw out like 40 games or 50 games, it was almost like, it was just like a gambling or a, a negotiating tactic to be like, Oh, you don't want 40 games. Do you? So like, um, yeah, obviously, you know, the players will take 60 games Uh, I, I know they would have liked more and it would have like, it would have added legitimacy to have even 70 games, any amount of increase you could add to this would add just that little more of legitimacy to the season. You know, I was still pushing for like that 80, 80, 81 game season, whatever. Um, I mean, 60 is better than 40, I guess. I don't know.
0: Right. Um, uh, yeah, Jeremy Well, uh, yeah, we can, we can move on. Uh, although I will say that it's disappointing that we're not going to have video of that Ricketts clap.
1: <laughs> well I, I oh yeah that's right I'm not recording this which I should and actually I'm going to right now but
0: um here I'll do a little yeah there you go clap, clap, clap. Yeah, there you go yeah 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 no <laughs> all right that's good um uh, yes so so the MLB draft happened Jeremy and you had a you had a a very hot take uh <laughs> yeah during during the draft jeremy uh Jeremy mentioned an alarming amount of these kids are modeling themselves after Marcus stroman. Uh, and then, uh, he put, he put the emoji with the, the, the uh, the Gritted. guy grinding his teeth.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, and so, so this actually got re it got liked by 27 people, uh, <laughs> which is uh, that, you know, if, if you're Ashton Kutcher, that's like the worst tweet you've ever had. But you know, we, uh, for us, that's, that's amazing. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, but it got retweeted by Marcus Stroman. <laughs> it which did. is pretty amazing now uh now now Marcus stroman um uh, I'm not sure jeremy if he knew that you were insulting him I think you were in kind of insulting him right
1: <laughs> yes yes I was yes
0: okay okay uh yeah I mean maybe he thought it was funny maybe he's got a self-deprecating sense of humor mm-hmm. um however uh Jeremy also got into some Twitter spats with uh with with a couple of people so uh one guy uh so he responded to the tweet, good exclamation point. And then uh, Jeremy replied, hey, I love Stowe. Um, I think you meant Stro. I did. Right. OK, yeah, it was just a typo. But then the guy, the guy called the guy. He's real hard on about it. He says, <laughs> I don't understand the use of alarming your choice of emoji or the inability to spell a shortened version of his name then. Uh, yeah. You know, lighten up, Francis, uh, To which Jeremy <laughs> says, uh, OK, you got me. The only players I truly like were on the 1988 Chicago Cubs, uh, <laughs> and this guy had nothing to say to that.
1: Yeah, I did. I did um, shut him down there. I was. I was. I was happy about that. I um, you know, I was hesitant to uh, engage him because clearly he did not have a sense of humor. Um, when you're when you're grasping at a typo, um, I always just feel like it's um, you're you're kind of on your like heels a little bit. You're you're like this is your last thing to 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 call out. So, I mean, hey, okay, so I, I, I had a type, I forgot the R on Stroh. I'll tell you why the reason was, is because I had been misspelling, uh, Marcus Stroman with an H, uh, thinking it was like Froman, like Abe Frohman, the sausage king of Chicago. Um, uh-huh. but, uh, so, and I've always had that issue actually with spelling Stroman. Um, but, uh. Yeah, no, but the, here's the thing: is like, it legitimately, I do actually like Marcus Stroman. I like um, when he was pitching for uh, the WBC, uh, and like he struck out that guy, and he did that like weird like shoulder shimmy thing, like as, after he came off the mound. Like, I like Stroman, but um, it was it, there was multiple players, like pitchers, in the first like two rounds of the draft who were like, "Who do you model yourself after?" And they're like Marcus Stroman, and I was coming off of it as a strictly like. Um, you know, a bit like the guy hasn't really lived up to his potential. Um, I, again, I like him, but he hasn't really lived up to his potential. I guess what they were talking about is like the fact that he's like a smaller guy and the fact that he has like a personality, which, you know, is cool. But I, I, you know, at the end of the day, it's like his baseball um, talents should probably be the thing that you're modeling yourself after. Um, and uh, Or, you know, you could say, like, I model myself after Clayton Kershaw, but I really like Marcus Stroman's personality, you know? <laughs> I don't know. So I, it was just – I thought it was odd that multiple people were saying that. And I did – there were some other people who were tweeting that, so I wasn't alone in that thought. But uh, this guy was uh, the advocate for Marcus Stroman, I guess, so good for well, him. Yeah, th-
0: then there was another lady who responded to you, and she said, why are you saying it like it's a bad thing? I'd love for my kids to look up to at Stroh. Love his <laughs> attitude, his honesty, and his work." Work ethic yeah Uh, boy jeremy i would not want to go to like a marcus stroman convention that would just be (laughs) uh that would just you would just be in a room full of the stuffiest people uh ever i know yeah you know
1: exactly and for a guy who does have like kind of like a personality who shows a personality out there these people are have the biggest sticks up their asses about marcus stroman it's like lighting up a little bit but
0: anyway. Yeah, yeah. Just the the cult of Marcus Stroman. So we got we got uh we got exposed to that a little bit, but yeah, Jeremy, that was a good tweet uh and a good call. Uh so yeah, that was uh that was really <laughs> cool, especially I think that was the first time we've been retweeted by a major leaguer. So that was uh yes. you know. Yeah, so that was that was big news. Um it, yeah, the uh the dra- Oh, go ahead. I was
1: just going to say if we were ever to get on the radar of any MLB an any actual MLB player, it would have been for something where they where we were talking shit about them. Uh, you know, that would be the way the universe would work out. So it it did happen, and uh, we'll live with it because we certainly have, like, you know, if any, if this, if any of our episodes were passed around a club MLB clubhouse, we would be being chased with, uh, you know, uh, wooden or like uh, f- torches and and pitchforks, basically. So
0: yeah, I mean, if there was yeah. a, a nearby soap dish, uh, you know, we've uh, <laughs> we've had it. Yes, yes, um, we, were, we
1: would have both been suffering from soap dish uh, injuries. Um, but, uh, but yeah, for sure. Um, as far, yes, Jack, as far as the draft itself goes, um, we, I, I was, you know, definitely uh, remiss to have not done a full in-depth preview about the draft uh, ahead of time, but it just kind of, honestly, you know, like the days leading up to the draft, I mean, I think like, you know, it's hard to keep baseball in the front of your mind because it's just, it's kind of dead. And so the draft kind of snuck up on me this year. Um, but uh, there were a lot of, you know, a lot of there's a lot of talented players uh, taken in the first couple uh, rounds. Um, uh, I definitely I'm just trying to look at some highlights like yeah, Spencer Torkelson, I think, was like, you know, a good pick for number one. I actually really liked Austin Martin and I'm excited about Austin Martin. I wanted to uh, try to. to I had thoughts about driving down to Nashville to see. I think it's Nashville. Right. Uh, to see a Vanderbilt game. Yeah, um, and uh, that obviously didn't happen. Uh, Heston Kierstead, uh, which we talked about on the podcast, right? Um, he kind of came on uh, like a bolt of lightning. Yeah.
0: H- Heston Kierstead, you said his name is yes,
1: and I call him Keston nice. Kierstead uh, on accident. <laughs> I
0: was better. going to say those those names are very are very similar. Um, yes. I can only hope that some someday they end up on the same team together. Yeah. For um, sure. uh, or they can yeah a I, yeah, I, or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know i i think one one thing that uh people were kind of like flummoxed by was that this draft was only uh five rounds yeah um so that, that that honestly that was that's kind of a bummer for me I, I like that um you know even though like nobody follows the draft after the first like you know couple of rounds i like that the draft was like 40 rounds or whatever it's been the last couple of years. I mean, I think some years it's been even as deep as like 50 rounds. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's always, it's always fun when you see a guy who was like a 37th round draft pick, make the major leagues. Uh, So I I hope eventually it it goes back to that. Although with the sort of dire state of minor league baseball, I kind of have a feeling that it won't. Right. Yeah. Um, I
1: don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, I, yeah, it's, it's tough to say. I, I mean, um, it is kind of a bummer for those ki- those kids who would have taken gone in the six rounds. And then, then they showed, like, a list of guys who, you know, would have gone, like, who would have gone undrafted um, if, it, if it had been fu- – like, Anthony Rizzo, I think, was, like, a seventh-round pick or something.
0: Yeah, he was a sixth or seventh-round yeah. pick, yeah.
1: So he would have been undrafted, which is just hard to imagine. I will say that, you know, every so often you get a 62nd-round draft pick, uh, you know, who plays catcher who mysteriously hits, uh, you know, 30, 40 homers in a season and uh, – uh, makes the hall of fame, um, you know, and has a name that sounds like a, uh, a dish, an Italian dish with cheese and sauce on it. Um, you know, uh, but, uh, but you know, other, otherwise, you know, the, the top five rounds are, are the ones who bring the, like the true, uh, you know, stars of the game sometimes. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I, I do think, let's see, I'm just trying to look back at the, the rest of the, the draft. I do think, um, the Rockies had a good draft, uh, getting Zach Veen. I think he's going to be really good. He was a, he was, I think the, it wasn't the first high. he was the second high school kid taken. Um, but he seems to, he seems like he's going to be a good player. Um, uh, I like what the Cubs did with Ed Howard. Um, it's a nice story, nice local story. Um, the, uh, you know, although he's, you know, we'll see what, what the deal is at shortstop by the time he's ready to make the majors. Um, but um, obviously he's blocked by Javi Baez right now. The Brewers, Jack, ended up getting the the guy who I wanted the Cubs to get, which was Garrett Mitchell.
0: Yeah, a um, uh, speedy center fielder, uh, it looks like. Um, and it seems like he should be on track to make the majors uh, right about when Lorenzo Cain's contract is up, because uh, I think Cain's got three more years on his contract. Okay, yeah. Um, so, yeah, hopefully hopefully he can kind of step right in uh, from UCLA, if I'm not uh, – yep mistaken uh yeah so you know being a college hitter you know he might be even be a little bit more advanced and maybe he can he can get up in like two years yeah
1: i i would think that yeah they i i, would, I bet that they probably want him to uh to make it before that uh before the those three years but um yeah we'll see i mean certainly they'll, they'll find a route they'll find uh, a space for him to play i think he's gonna be a great contact hitter too um uh, the another NL Central team that had a really good draft, I think, were the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Unfortunately, f- as, as for both of us, I would say, uh, Jordan Walker, who they got, uh, just six foot five, two hundred twenty pounds, uh, high school kid, uh, at those numbers, like he seems like he could be a beast ultimately, uh, at least uh, with the bat. Um, then they also got a kid named uh, Mason Wynn, who's a legit like two way threat, um, also out of high school. Um, so maybe the, you know a couple of years till these guys can make the majors but yeah Mason Wynn and uh, Jordan Walker uh, I liked a lot too and so yeah we'll see what happens with them um, but uh, yeah yeah just uh, it's cool to see all these guys go like because I do I do I have started following these, these uh, high school and college players um, you know when before they're drafted and so it's it's cool to see them go and kind of you know see where they all end up and i it is a bummer when like you there's someone like garrett mitchell or jordan walker that you really like and then they go to like a rival team so (laughs) yeah um any were there any other uh guys that stood out to you jack uh from, from the draft
0: you know, Jeremy, you're uh, you're more of the, uh, the the prospect guy. I, I had been reading a lot about Spencer Torkelson, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it seems like he is a, a pretty crazy good uh, hitter. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and I, you know, um, I'm excited about uh, uh, the Brewers' draft pick. Uh, it's it seems like uh, there was a, a a good number of years where they were just completely bombing in the first round. Um, I, I think from like, you know. Uh, there was like a 2011 draft maybe where they picked two pitchers in the first round and like neither one of them panned out. So, uh, you know, with the, with Hira, uh, making the majors and making such a big splash, uh, and even, uh, Trent Grisham, uh, you know, may God rest his soul. Uh, he's he's gone from the Brewers now, but he made it up there. So they're, uh, they're starting to have a little bit better of a track record now with, uh, with their first round draft picks, uh, since Stearns came on board. So, uh, so hopefully that can continue with, uh, with Garrett Mitchell. Uh, so, so yeah, we'll see.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, the only two other guys I was going to mention that were kind of that were later round picks, um, if you could call third and fourth rounds later or third rounds later, but, um, uh Kobe Mayo uh, is a third baseman uh who got drafted by the Baltimore Orioles uh who I think um is going to have like big power potential uh I think the knock on him is like he's kind of maybe all bat right now and aren't all power really um but you know I think that there's there's chant there's time to work that out uh in his development another high school kid uh it reminds me a little bit of uh, Nolan Arenado but bigger though he's 6'5 215 Um, uh, but, uh, so he's out and he's actually out of Stoneman Douglas high school, which, uh, is where Anthony Rizzo went. Um, so he's, uh, he's a guy that I was like looking for and I thought maybe he didn't get drafted till the fourth round. So I thought maybe he was going to go undrafted and end up going on to college. But, um, he, uh, he got drafted by the Orioles. Hasn't signed yet. I don't think, but, um, probably will. Um, and then blaze Jordan is a kid, uh, got drafted by the, um, boston red sox in the third round and he's the same thing like um there were stories about him kind of being uh like the next uh bryce harper which at this point maybe is not uh that great of a uh scouting report but um just a lot of power and (laughs) they like um they moved they did something where they moved him up a year of eligibility Uh, he wasn't supposed to be eligible until next year and they he took some classes or something so I don't know what you do to get eligible for a year early but that happened with uh, Blaze Jordan he didn't get drafted for yeah. the third round but yeah
0: I think it's it's called uh, reclassifying yes. is, that what, is that what they call it yeah, yeah. Uh, it happens in uh, basketball too guys will just play three years and then they'll go to college after that um, you know, there'll be a college freshman at 17. Uh, yeah. So that's interesting. I wonder, Jeremy, for all the guys who would have been like, you know, a sixth round, seventh round pick. Um, we were talking a little bit about this, uh, over text, but, uh, if they'll, uh, end up going the Juco road, uh, yeah. route. Um, mm-hmm. I think that if you play division one, uh, ball, don't you have to stay for three years before you can declare again?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I can't imagine a lot of the guys who would have been, you know, sixth, seventh round draft picks would want to do that. Um, so yeah, they might go the Juco road. I I don't think that there's any restrictions on like a guy can play one year, a junior college ball and then, and then just go.
1: Right. I believe so. Yes. Okay.
0: Okay. Uh, so yeah, that'll, that'll be interesting. It could be the greatest year in like Juco history (laughs) as far as, as far as like future major league players.
1: Yeah, for sure. And definitely, um, I mean, if, if we can, if there is games and then we can see them, uh, uh, I think definitely think those should be on our radar jack uh for future episodes um because uh it would uh we could see some good competition possibly even in our backyard in in, in illinois so
0: yeah yeah and there there wasn't um jeremy uh another guy i was going to mention uh you know his, his name his name is not similar to a uh an italian dish that has sauce and in- sauce and cheese and and whatnot but uh he was a he was a juco player that ended up playing for the cardinals and is actually still in the league um uh you know albert pujols ah yes yeah yeah if we're we're gonna insinuate uh like you know possible (laughs) steroid guys (laughs) who who knows right right Um, yeah or guys who are
1: actually five years older than they they said they told their uh the scouts they were right (laughs) pujols is probably pushing 50 at this point um But, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, I don't know. Um, We'll see. We'll see how that all shakes out. But uh, I know it is interesting, like, there are, like, undrafted free agents being signed by teams now, which is, like, normally, like, a, you know, NFL sort of thing uh, post-draft. And so the Cubs signed a couple guys who were, like, in the top 100 ranking of Undrafted free agents or something, so I don't know. It's interesting to see, but uh, yeah, this obviously another uh, way that this whole COVID has like w- you know thrown the baseball world into upheaval uh, with draft and and no minor league and no college seasons happening. Um, but uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully next year is is some return to normalcy, I guess. um but, uh, okay, Jack. Well, let's, um, let's talk about our, our, uh, our main event here, I guess. Um, okay. We are a couple days removed from Father's Day. Um, so, yeah, in, in the, you know, in the, in the kind of public consciousness right now is father son, um, situations. And one of those is, uh, baseball. And obviously there's been a long line of, uh, baseball players who's, uh, sons have played, you know, followed in their father's footsteps and been involved in uh, baseball. So uh, we kind of went through the list and kind of picked uh, some for ourselves to kind of just talk about uh, as in-depth or not in-depth as we want. Um, So uh, I don't know, Jack, you want to you want to kick it off?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, Yeah. And I I guess I'll kick it off, Jeremy, with a with a more famous one, Um, uh, Mookie Wilson and Preston Wilson. Uh, uh, I think I think we both we're kind of in the dark as far as uh, the fact that Preston Wilson was Mookie Wilson's kid, which was kind of uh, oh. kind of mind blowing to me. Uh, and also, if you want to talk about Curb Your Enthusiasm, Mookie Wilson uh, is in an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. He doesn't have any lines, but like Larry Larry David is in line to get his autograph for uh, Jeff Garland. Um, but uh, but anyway, yeah. So so Mookie Wilson, uh, you know, player for the Mets uh, in the '80s. Uh, and Preston Wilson, he was mostly on the Marlins during his best years, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right, Jeremy?
1: I think so. Yeah. I mean, he I, he might have had some like uh, good years with the. Oh, uh, you know what? Cardinals. Yeah,
0: with the well, yeah, with the Cardinals and also with the Rockies too. He had one really good season. 2003, he made the All Star team uh, for the Rockies. He had 36 homers and drove in 141 runs, which is pretty good. Oh, okay. 2000. For the Marlins in 2000, yeah, he had 31 homers, 121 RBIs, and he struck out 187 times, which Oof. is uh, which is pretty crazy. Actually, by today's standards, you know, if you got guys striking out like you know that that's not that uncommon. But you know, back in the year 2000, it certainly was. But yeah, Preston Wilson had a had a nice little career for a while. I feel like he's been largely forgotten at this point. Um, but yeah, he was a he was a pretty steady player there for a couple years in the early aughts. Uh And he's also Mookie Wilson's kid, so that was kind of a that was a surprise to me when i when I found out about it,
1: yeah, I mean, this is a guy who was who played in like you know our years of of baseball consciousness i I don't know how that that like escaped me. I remember that he was kind of like talked about a lot like when he was coming up or when he was debuting, and it was that was maybe around the time where I wasn't really paying too much attention um so I didn't really know why, so maybe that's why I missed it, but like you would have thought at some point one of us were watching a game where Preston Wilson played and someone mentioned that his dad was Mookie Wilson but it just was not on my radar so
0: okay wait a minute wait a minute Jeremy now i'm seeing here hold ah, the phone back uh-oh. back up the truck back up the truck Maybe there's it says a reason why. yeah okay so it says relatives uh in ba- on baseball reference here it says that he is the stepson and nephew of mookie wilson so wait a second d- yeah so does that mean that like you know the the father was like the uh uh did he like marry his brother's wife yeah right after they had the kid
1: stepson okay so stepson means it's not not a son but cousin
0: well yeah so so he would be the he would have originally been the uh <laughs> uh the uncle of Mookie Wilson or of Preston Wilson right so if, if if Preston Wilson is Mookie Wilson's nephew then Mookie Wilson was uh, his uncle. But if Preston Wilson was also his stepson, does that mean that, like...
1: Could that mean that he adopted him? I don't even know. Maybe man.
0: yeah. Well, maybe he adopted him, but it could also be one of those things where like he married his. I just I just want this to be scandalous, Jeremy. But it seems right. like he married his brother's wife. Should have <laughs> done a little bit more re- research into this. But that was just. Uh, it just seemed obvious. Well, we might that, have uncovered.
1: Uh, yeah, we might have uncovered a dark secret in the Wilson <laughs> family that maybe it might be best to just move fast. I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, let's just move past it, Jeremy. We don't need to say we don't need to say anything else about that right now. Yeah, it might be a we'll just, uh,
1: yeah, like a um, We'll let
0: people we'll let people draw their own conclusions there.
1: Yeah, this sounds like the plot line of an HBO limited series. Um <laughs> So, okay, well, I will just move on then to my uh first uh, uh father-son duo. Uh, I'll also start off in one of the more like kind of obvious uh ones is, are the fielders, uh, Cecil fielder and Prince fielder um Uh you know very very well known um that they are father-son combo um you know there's like the thing like didn't prince fielder took like batting practice in like tiger stadium was it as a little kid and hit like a crazy home run or something or yeah yeah i think they said
0: like at like age at like age 13 he was hitting hitting home runs out of tiger stadium maybe even like into the upper deck yeah um but yeah, he was, uh, he was a a big power hitter from a, from an early age, which is kind of crazy because he's not like a, he's not like a real tall guy or anything. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. know what they list him as, but I don't think he's any taller than about five, eight or five, nine. Um, yeah. I stood next when I was in high school, I got his autograph and I stood next to him and he was, he was like my height when I was in high school, oh. which is probably the same as I, probably the same as I am now, which is like five, eight, five and a half, mm-hmm. five, eight and a half, five, nine. Okay. Um, So, uh, but yeah, so he was, uh, they were highly touted, um, but I I don't think they they get along very well. I'm not sure if they're talking again.
1: Right, yeah, I know. At at some point, at least, they were estranged from each other. Uh, Was it because, like, Cecil, like, bet away his, like prince's signing bonus or something yeah there, something there was different. something
0: that like uh prince fielder gambled away his signing bonus money or or something like that which actually sucks because i mean he was a he was a high draft pick and i'm sure he got over a million dollars for a signing bonus yeah um yeah he prince ended up doing pretty well for himself uh that contract with the tigers but um uh yeah for a while they didn't speak i'm not sure if they're on better terms now i remember there was one thing too where some some someone who was interviewing Prince Fielder was like pushing him and trying to ask him about their relationship. And Prince was like, no, no, we really don't talk. And it kind of, kind of created a whole, a whole brouhaha.
1: Um,
0: But I I would say, uh, you know, they're Jeremy, they're probably like uh, uh, the best, the best power hitting father, son combo. I think they're the only father, son combo to ever hit 50 homers uh, father and son, both hit 50 homers in a major league season.
1: Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. And honestly, I, I just, uh, I, I'm, I just jump at any chance I can to mention Cecil Fielder. I love Cecil Fielder. He was like one of my early, um, representations of like a big guy being able to play baseball. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, he just, uh, you know, to, to know that he was hitting like 50 homers in a season, uh, was pretty, pretty cool. And, um, yeah so i yeah the name of my fantasy baseball team is the cecil fielders um uh-huh. and uh yeah so i i like him. uh i did like prince when he came up um but uh yeah i don't know uh so yeah just a nod to those two i guess
0: nice nice um well i'm gonna go with another uh guy Jeremy who uh had some history with the Brewers uh he was uh traded away in the CC Sabathia trade uh, Michael Brantley he was the player to be named later in the CC Sabathia trade uh which was a good pick uh by the Indians there um but uh yeah his dad was Mickey Brantley so uh, I actually did not know when I was doing this that Michael Brantley uh, had a dad who played Major League Baseball and it was Mickey Brantley uh, Mickey Brantley played uh, parts of four seasons with the uh, Seattle Mariners actually in 1988 he had over 600 plate appearances uh, hit 259 for his career um, I mean, yeah only played in four seasons though uh, and I think the best thing about him Jeremy is his headshot on baseball reference um, <laughs> I feel like he could be a that could definitely be a meme of, uh, of some of some sort
1: I'm pulling him uh, up now.
0: Yeah, it's it's. He's got a, yeah. a rather intense look. Like I would not, I wouldn't mess with that guy. Yeah, he's um, kind
1: of scary looking. I actually kind of remember this guy from like a baseball card. I think. Oh really? Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. So I had no idea that uh, that he was Michael Brantley's father, but yeah, Mickey Brantley. Um, yeah, that... I wonder if his name is. I wonder if his name is also Michael, and he just goes by Mickey.
1: Um. Yeah. Good. Good call. Um. Yeah, full name Michael Charles Brantley. Um honestly, the oh, more yeah. the more that his name keeps being said, the more I'm like I'm kind of remembering him a little bit. I mean, he yeah, okay. like I said, he played or like you said he retired it in 89 and so I mean I I would be incredibly young, but yeah, those two years that he had 87, 88, uh 14 homers, 15 homers, not too bad.
0: No, I I wonder if um if he just got injured or something yeah um it looks like he only hit 157 in 1989 so maybe he just uh oh and it looks like he played four years in the minors after that uh so yeah maybe he just he had like two decent seasons and then just wasn't hacking it in 89 yeah Yeah. because it looks like he played about four full seasons in triple a um uh, for various teams. Okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he, uh, he had two pretty solid seasons there in 87 and 88 with the Mariners.
1: Yeah. No, Jack, the, honestly, I, I totally remember Mickey Brantley. I just, I remember oh, the nice. name, like, yeah, like I, I, I feel like I remember seeing him play against the White Sox when I would like watch White Sox games as a kid. Huh. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Mickey Brantley. That's, that's wild. Yeah. There you go. Well, that's what this segment is all about. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, no, the, I, every, like, with each, like, time, with each passing second, I'm like, yes, I totally remember Mickey Brantley. That's pretty crazy. Um, no idea that he was um, Michael Brantley's uh, uh, dad. And I can only imagine without knowing quite honestly anything about Mickey Brantley, I can I can already say that he's probably more interesting than Michael Brantley. So um, <laughs> as a person and as a player. Um, okay, very cool. Um, so uh, my next one we're ready to move on yeah um mine is gonna be Jeff and James Russell Jack
0: oh yeah uh I remember James Russell Jeremy left-handed pitcher uh relief pitcher for the Chicago Cubs if I got the right guy yes. is That right
1: yeah that's exactly right um you know maybe um I will say one of the guys who actually didn't look cool with long hair I feel like his hair just like was too like it fanned out too much it just didn't it didn't look right I would say uh, so. Uh, but he always had like long hair, I think for his whole career, pretty much uh, to varying degrees. Uh looks like he hasn't played since 2016. Um, uh-huh. His baseball reference is a picture of him on the Tigers, So I guess he must've jumped to the tigers organization at some point, but he was on the uh, Cubs organization. Um, uh, he uh, from 2010 to 2014, I believe he got traded to the, to the Braves or maybe he was released and signed with the Braves, but then somehow ended up back uh, in 2015 uh, with the, um, with the Cubs. Uh, but yeah, just, I think maybe he kind of like had a couple good years there um, as a relief guy, but never really yeah. became like a shutdown or like, you know, a, a, a stall wart of the uh, bullpen. Um, he had uh, one career start, which I almost want to say I was at, Um huh. Uh, but yeah, like, yeah, he started like one game, um, in 2014. Uh, but honestly his dad was like this, the star of the family. I would say he was, um, do you remember Jeff Russell, Jack?
0: Um, I'm trying to think Jeremy. This is dangerous having this conversation
1: with you where I keep saying Russell and then Jack giving
0: (laughs) the the dog, but yes. Right. Um, Uh, so Jeff
1: Russell was, he was a closer for the Texas Rangers basically. Um,
0: yeah, I, I don't really remember him. It looks like the tail end of his career was kind of happening right when, uh, kind of right when baseball came into my consciousness and I started following like individual players. So I don't remember him, but it looks like he had a pretty good career. 186 career saves.
1: Yeah. A guy who like kind of, once he became like a closer, uh, I think kind of excelled. Um, yeah, he was a, he was a Cincinnati red early on in his career. And I actually want to say James Russell was born in Cincinnati. And I think I I think that that's maybe when, uh, yeah. Like I assume that you know he was yeah he was born in '86 and uh, I would bet dollars to donuts that, no actually Jeff Russell was on Texas in 1986. But this is kind of funny. Jeff Russell in 1984 with Cincinnati lost 18 games, which led the league in losses. Uh, that's always a fun stat to see is like league leaders in losses
0: for a pitcher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, p- potential future episode right there. Uh, uh but yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. That <laughs> is a very
1: good one. Um, uh, so, um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, in 89, he saved uh, a league leading 89 or uh, 38 games in 1989.
0: Yeah. And he, f- he finished 66 games, which yeah. is, uh, which is pretty crazy. And he had a 1.980 ERA that year. So yeah, he was really good. Yeah.
1: Pretty good. Um, so yeah, I just, it was kind of, that You know, I think um at some point, you know, with with any baseball fan uh, who's been a fan long enough, when you start seeing like players sons uh, debut, it's always kind of like a mind blowing kind of thing. And so, yeah, when when Jeff Ru- when James Russell uh came up and I found out that he was Je- uh, Jeff Russell's son, it was just like, whoa, this is crazy that, you know, I think before that, maybe, you know, Eric Young or Gary, I don't want to, well, I shouldn't spoil any that might be on our list, but, uh, there were some <laughs> other ones, but, um, but yeah, I guess the fact that James Russell was a cub was like, Oh wow. There's a connection between Jeff Russell and the Cubs organization now, even if it was his right, mediocre son. So uh,
0: I, I also yeah. like that, uh, uh, Jeff Russell is from a town called Wyoming, Ohio, <laughs> which is, uh, which, which is pretty good. Uh, never heard of, never heard of Wyoming, Ohio. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good one, Jeremy. Uh, uh, two guys and like both father and son, like both ended up being relief pitchers, yep. which is also kind of kind of strange. Um, uh, yeah. Well, the next one I'm going to go with Jeremy is uh, Jose Valentin. And Yesmuel Valentine is I think that's how you say that, Jeremy. Yeah,
1: I'm that's what that I even I don't have a I don't have a an attempt at that one. Yes Muel yes Yesmuel. Uh let's
0: well. see. Uh let me see if I can find it. Uh it looks like yeah, it looks like Jess jesmuel okay. Uh yeah, well that's that's what it says on baseball reference if I'm reading that right. Uh Jesmuel Valentin. Okay. Uh yeah. So he's um uh, he's the son of Jose Valentin. Uh, he's only played in in parts of one season. It looks like he played. Uh, he spent uh 2019 in Double A with Baltimore, uh, and he was he he played in 2018 with Philadelphia for 46 games. You could, have, I imagine.
1: you could have fooled me, I, Jack. I, 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 it's amazing that you know there's guys who had four, 46 games in 2018 that I never heard their name once, but.
0: There you go. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. It's it's uh, uh Valentine. So who knows if he'll be back? It looks like he hit two fifty six in Double A, and that's quite a fall, Jeremy, from uh, the majors in twenty eighteen to Double uh, A with Baltimore in twenty nineteen. So I'm not, I'm not really sure yeah. what happened there. Um, but good. he is he is there, uh, and uh, he is Jose Valentine's son. Uh, yeah, obviously Jose Valentine. Uh, he was on the Brewers right when I started following the Brewers uh, in the in the mid '90s, mid to late '90s, and uh, uh, you know he was one of the first baseball players that I was really aware of uh being in mm-hmm. that Brewers lineup all the time uh and he played for a long time too he played from 1992 to 2007 um uh you know he spent a couple years with the White Sox he was on the oh, yeah. the Dodgers for a year which I do not remember and then he ended his career with the Mets um so yeah uh Jose Valentin I I, I remember Jeremy um when uh seeing uh Valentin play in a game in 2018 wow. I believe. Um, and, uh, yeah, I must've just been watching a random game on TV and, uh, I, I remember being kind of blown away that he was Jose Valentin's son. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, so, so there you go. That's, uh, that, that's my next one is the, the Valentin boys.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I, uh, I mean, you could, you, you couldn't find like a guy who's more of a white sock than Jose Valentin. Um, just, <laughs> Beloved guy, like White Sox fans probably hold Jose Valentin in as much uh, regard as Frank Thomas. I think um, <laughs> they just they love the guy. Uh, he, I think Hawk used to call him like the the master of the three run homer or something. <laughs>
0: that, you see, and that, that's ridiculous. Um, I'll, Although it it is it is odd, Jeremy. He had some he had some big home run years for the White Sox, yeah, like for sure twenty five, twenty eight, twenty five, twenty eight, and thirty. Like where you know where where was that power when he was playing with the Brewers? <laughs> um, you know, once again, that who knows? I mean, that could be steroids or, or anything but uh but yeah um and he yeah he actually drove in 92 runs for the 2000 White Sox which is pretty decent he he drove in 95 runs for the for the 96 Brewers but uh but yeah you know he's one of those uh uh guys that like White Sox fans get a get a crush on for no for no apparent reason um totally. i mean we've said it on this podcast that like on that's the only fan base that could hold aj pierzynski in high esteem yes. um and i think that i think this is another another case of that for sure
1: yeah absolutely um yeah that's a good one jack uh yeah you could have stumped me with uh jess mule uh jess Muel, uh valentine i never heard his name ever um and uh, <laughs> but he's a real guy and he exists um okay so let's see i have um i have one here let's go with um let's go with the hairstons jack
0: Okay, yeah, all right.
1: So the Hairstons, you got Jerry Hairston, Jerry Hairston Jr., and Scott Hairston. Um, uh, I mean, what do you say about these guys? So Jerry Hairston Sr. was obviously like a, a guy before mining year's time, Jack. Um, He was a White Sox. Uh, I think he's maybe, uh-huh. yeah, like he played all but one year uh, with the White Sox. He randomly spent a year. Uh, with the pirates in nineteen seventy seven then didn't appear in the majors again he might have went and played J- in Japan or something um, yeah and then came back with the uh, white sox but um i you know he has thirty career homers uh two hundred two fifty eight career batting average uh and only four stolen bases I'm not quite sure what Jerry Hirston did <laughs> in his career <laughs> yeah
0: well it's it's strange jeremy it it looks like he was just a career backup yeah um you know it looks like he only in you know he played from 73 to 89 uh of course missing those three years um you know wherever the heck he was <laughs> but uh yeah he you know he, only three times did he ever play in more than 100 games yep. uh and it doesn't look like he ever exceeded 230 official at-bats in a season yeah um yeah he uh his career average was 258 like you know who, who does this guy have dirt on yeah like how did how did how did he stay how did he stay in the majors for that long?
1: I yeah, it's it's kind of mind-blowing. Um uh I, I can only say like if I was announcing um uh a White Sox game in 1981, I would have been like I would have uh, for Jerry Hairston's first at-bat of the season, it would have went a little something like, "Well, we don't know where Hairston played last season, but we're sure he did a hell of a job." <laughs> to quote uh, Major League, which is maybe an overlooked line, but one of my favorite lines from the from the from the movie.
0: Um, no, that's uh, a yeah.
1: Hayes I believe,
0: right? Yeah, uh it, yeah, it it had to have been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but, uh yeah, that that's a Yeah, well, uh, that's a good one Jeremy, but his sons I I think I have uh, have uh had had similar careers yeah, I, as well.
1: I was going to say not necessarily better careers, but um but similar like neither one ever really became a thing. Honestly, I think the jerry hairston jr is best known for being the guy who was traded for sammy sosa
0: really was he
1: yes he he was acquired by the cubs from the orioles in the sammy sosa trade in whatever 2004 2005 whenever that was
0: yeah yeah it looks like he was on the cubs in 05 yeah so yeah that and that was 04 was sosa's last year with the cubs was it not
1: yes yeah because that was the uh, boom box breaking uh end of the season there um, and, like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like, if you look at Jerry Harrison's numbers leading up to when he was traded, I mean, it's not like the Cubs were getting a prospect. Like, he was 28 years old going on 29. And, you know, I guess he had he hit 303 that year, but uh, never really did anything. Never really was, you know, yeah, never really amounted to too much. Um, had a long career, I guess. He lasted 16 seasons. Uh, bounced around to a bunch of different teams, uh, a, a lot of teams, um, and Scott Harrison, not much different. Uh, I I think his his career is probably below uh, Jerry Jerry Hairston's. Although looks like Scott Harrison has more career homers, and uh, let's see, batting average um, lower batting average though. So I mean. I don't know what to say about the Hairston family. I don't want to. I don't want to impugn a whole family, <laughs> uh, but um, I would say that their their contribution to the game of baseball is maybe on a little bit on the lighter side. It's maybe the most uh, <laughs> uh, diplomatic way I can put it. Um, but hey, Jerry Hairston Senior looks look. He was a, a glasses wearing baseball player, so again, he checks a box for me as a guy who uh, you know I like for that very reason. So uh, for that reason and that reason alone. I give the Hairstons, uh, the Jeremy seal of approval. Uh,
0: the next one I'm going to have Jeremy is, um, uh, let's see here. Somebody to choose from. Uh, okay. How about, uh, uh, Tom Walker and Neil Walker? Oh,
1: good. Okay. Sweet. Cause this one came up. Um, and I I did not know that he was, uh, that Neil Walker was a second generation baseball player and neither did I. Yeah, and I couldn't I couldn't be bothered to look up one I couldn't be bothered to click on the name of his father to get any ounce of information, but sounds like you did Jack and I'd love to hear it.
0: Yeah, well, Jeremy, first of all, he looks they they look similar. Really? Um I I guess which shouldn't which shouldn't be a surprise. Uh uh but um yeah, uh Tom Walker played uh his headshot is with the Expos and Baseball mm. Reference. So yeah, he played from 1972 to 77. He was actually a pitcher which is uh which is interesting um that's you kind of don't i feel like you don't see that too often you know uh uh like pitchers uh will usually have kids that become pitchers and you know vice versa of course uh travis shaw who who wasn't um who wasn't one of the guys i picked jeff shaw was his dad and his dad was a pit uh, jeff shaw was a pitcher anyway
1: i wanted to include him in the uh, closer talk there with jeff russell because there's a couple oh yeah yeah
0: kids yeah right um. Uh. Yeah. But uh. uh yeah. He had a, a uh, an unremarkable career. A three point eight seven uh, ERA. He was eighteen and twenty three for his career. Uh, only pitched more than a hundred innings once. His career high in innings was one hundred and fifteen and a third. Uh. He had a four forty five ERA that year. is with Detroit. Um. Yeah. So he played parts of uh parts of those six seasons with a couple different teams: Expos, Tigers, Cardinals. Uh, And the Angels. And of course, there's Neil Walker, who I think is still kicking around. Mm. Maybe. I know he was on the Marlins last year. Um, I don't know if anybody picked him up. Okay, it says he was a non-roster invitee with the Philadelphia Phillies this year. So I'm sure I'm sure he'll surface uh, somewhere with uh, maybe he'll be part of that uh, that shuttle squad or whatever it is (laughs) for sure. Um, But uh, but yeah, you know, we all know about Neil Walker. We've talked about him a lot on this uh, this podcast. But uh, I did not know that he was a, uh, a second-generation baseball player, so I learned something.
1: Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's a good one, Jack. Um, and uh, let's see who else. Uh, okay, well I can move on. This one really isn't. Um, I don't have too too much on this one, but um, Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, uh-huh. is a obviously he's a second-generation player, and his dad actually did, uh, you know, was involved in baseball. Um, Ronald Acuna senior um, never uh, really never made the majors actually. Oh, okay. But okay. bounced around in the minors for eight seasons. Um, he was with the Mets organization mostly in his career. Um, yeah. Didn't really, I mean, I'm trying to look at like his best season. He hit two ninety two uh, in 2002, two ninety three in 2002 uh, with two homers, uh, 37 steals. Um, yeah, it just seems kind of like he was um, an outfielder. Uh, you know, there's not <laughs> – the book isn't too deep on uh, on uh, Ronald Acuna Sr., um, but uh, he's also not a terribly old guy. He's, he's 40 years old. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, Ronald Acuna is pretty young. Um, but, uh, you know, it's weird. Th- this whole thing about, like, so – you know, Ronald Acuna may be, like, you know, the next future star of baseball, um, like, the next Mike Trout for, like, a, you know, slightly newer generation. Um, I will say that, like, having the junior on his name from a, like, kind of, like, a marketing standpoint is, is a little clunky. And, uh-huh. and I feel like you kind of wish that, like, his dad was more famous um, to to justify him using the junior on his uh, on his jersey. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so the, the dad, like, just never really kind of, uh, broke through. But, uh, whatever he imparted to his son, uh, is, is good because, um, that, that's his ultimate contribution to baseball because Ronald Acuna is obviously one of the most exciting players in baseball right now. Uh, there's a, there's a brother too, uh, who's coming up in the Rangers organization, Luis Angel Acuna, who, which I think he's now going by a different, I think he's just going by Luis Acuna. So, um, he had a good, uh, debut in rookie ball. Um, so he's, he might, you know, he could be a name in the conversation, uh, in years to come. Um, but, uh, yeah, just a little bit of a look at Ronald Acuna senior, um, 40 years old from Venezuela. Um, kind of a smaller guy. Uh, but he did exist. He did play baseball. He was in the Mets organization and, um, yeah, just someone, uh, who obviously, um, imparted something (laughs) on the game of baseball.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, it seems like he can teach the game well. Uh, maybe if, if not play it, if if his two kids are uh, are stud baseball players, Jeremy. Yeah, I'll agree with you. Uh, yeah, that junior is a little bit clunky in that name. You know, it seems to work for it. It works so well for Ken Griffey Jr. Yes. You know, um, and, it works so well. I mean, maybe and maybe too because so many people were aware of his father. Uh, you know, had been on the big red machine. Yeah, going to um, say, rightfully
1: so. Like we we know who his dad was he he was a presence in baseball he they played together at the same time so the the junior scene warranted plus his nickname was junior so um, yeah his
0: nickname was junior and, and i mean you got uh, vlad guerrero junior which seems to work well uh, cal cal ripken junior yeah um, I mean, yeah, I mean, th- these are all guys who, of course, you know, I don't think Cal Ripken ever did like Cal Ripken senior ever did stink in the major leagues. Right. Uh, but he was, he was a manager right. though for a while.
1: A well-known manager I would say too. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I feel like no one's no one ever actually calls out <laughs> Acuna about that. Maybe it's a, maybe cause it's a shitty thing to do <laughs> because I think he's maybe trying to pay tribute to his dad who maybe never made it in the majors. But, um, you know, I don't know, Albert, I don't know who Albert Elmore senior is but um the junior on the back of the name is not helping me you know root for albert Elmora uh on the cubs any more than you know i would uh just because of the clunkiness
0: <laughs> the clunkiness and the, the lack of uh the lack of clutch hits yeah. whenever uh you know whenever albert Elmora comes up
1: yeah the 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 uh six three ground outs whenever there's runners on scoring position for for sure yes
0: um well jeremy uh i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, go with somebody uh uh, for for my next one um uh, possibly my last one uh uh, it's gonna be a famous famous guy uh yogi so yogi Berra uh actually had a kid who played uh major league baseball uh named dale Berra. do you remember dale Berra at all jeremy
1: i know the name i know um like i kind of know a little bit of the story of of the bears um but uh not not in depth though
0: okay yeah uh he played it looks mostly for the pirates uh although he did play a couple years it looks like with the yankees and the uh the astros he may have even been uh played under his dad if uh his dad may have been managing the yankees uh I, like that first season i think so yeah yeah uh i believe so um but yeah he had a couple years with the pittsburgh Pirates where he played in almost every game in 1982 he uh played in 156 games in 83 he played in 161 games uh hit 10 home runs in both of those years uh i imagine it may have been pretty hard to maybe get a home run out of uh you know three Rivers stadium i don't know what that that park was like but uh i I'm guessing it wasn't easy to hit homers there. Um, Yeah, batted a career 236, uh, 49 home runs for his career in 853 games played uh, and 11 seasons uh, overall. So, yeah, he actually ended up being, I guess, a serviceable player uh, he was a shortstop and third baseman. Um, I think he was primarily a third baseman, but he was also a first-round pick. You wonder how much of that was uh, just because of the, his name recognition. Right. Although uh, from from reading about him, it does seem like he was a pretty good athlete um, in and in a multi-sport athlete as well. Uh, uh, but yeah, his dad is obviously like we, we get a guy like that. We're talking about like uh, you know Ken Griffey. Um, uh, Yogi Berra is obviously on another level, but you know it, it it's tough for guys to follow in in footsteps like that. Like those are, those are really big shoes to, to fill if you're a guy like Dale Berra,
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely hard to get out of the shadow of that for sure. Uh, that's a good um, one.
0: Yeah. I, uh, 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 and now, um, I think, I think he mainly just like manages, uh, uh, Yogi Berra's estate, uh, with his, with his brothers. But, uh, you know, yeah, I had never, um, I did not know that Yogi Berra had a kid who played baseball, um yeah. and when i saw it i was like oh there's no way that he was in actually any good um and even though he wasn't really that good he certainly wasn't uh wasn't terrible and he you know he held his own um for a for a few years with the pirates and i think he won a world series in 79 with the pirates oh, yeah. too uh okay. as a as a 22 year old so yeah uh, uh yogi berra and dale berra uh uh for uh for my for my last one i think yeah uh, Okay. You got another one, Jer?
1: Yeah, very, uh, Yeah, I do. I actually have a couple. Um, so yeah. I uh, I can try to whittle it down, though. I guess, you know, I'm going to skip one. Uh, I'll just say real quick, uh, I was going to mention the Tartables, Danny Tartable and his oh, father, nice Jose, Jose Tartable. But you know what I'm going to do, Jer? Yeah. I'm going to tease that. What? Because I did okay. want to do that one for a future uh, Rain Delay Theater history class. So I'll just I'll tease that one, uh, Jose okay. Tartable. Um, but, yeah. Um, I will go with uh, I also was thinking of Vern, uh, the honor roll mentioned for Vern and Vance Law, uh, as mentioned in the last uh, full episode with uh, Zach. Uh, I just got a Vance Law autographed card back in the mail, um, a member of uh, the 88 Cubs um, and a um, uh, a uh, member of the all glasses team um, with uh, Jerry Harrison, a <laughs> J- uh, senior, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I'll, you know, I'll give a shout out to them, but, uh, I guess for my last main one, um, and then I have one more shout out at the end, one more honorable mention, I'm going to say Len Dykstra, Lenny Dykstra.
0: Oh, nice. Nice. Okay. Uh, uh, what did Len Dykstra do in the, in the majors? Uh, well, or, oh wait,
1: is, yeah. Lenny, so is, is Lenny. Yeah. He, yeah. Is Lenny. Lenny Len and Lenny. The okay. Same
0: guy? Yeah. Um, he used to be
1: Len Dykstra. I remember as like, like. Maybe in the mid '80s, and then he kind of I feel became more of a like Len- more known as Lenny Dykstra. Uh, okay, I think, I think. Um, but so yeah, Len- Lenny Dykstra had two sons, um, who yep. were involved in in baseball. Um, Luke Dykstra. Um, yep. Who was uh is drafted by the Braves uh, in 2014. Um, he's actually still kicking around in uh the Atlantic League and I think independent ball. Uh-huh. Uh, and the Sugarland Skeeters actually. Um, oh wow! Okay. His other son, uh, um, who was drafted a little earlier than that, is maybe has yeah, one of the best names ever. Cutter
0: Dike. It's Cutter Cutter Dykstra, right? Yes,
1: exactly. Cutter Dykstra. Um, you know, not only yeah. for baseball, but in in life in general, I would say Cutter Dykstra. I mean,
0: I remember. Yeah. I remember Cutter Dykstra. He was drafted by the Brewers, wasn't he?
1: Um. Yes, he was. Yeah, in the second round. <laughs> yep. And, uh, I don't think he ever made the majors either.
0: No, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, but I remember, I remember that Jeremy, I remember when they drafted Cutter Dykstra. Um, yeah. I was kind of excited, I was kind of excited about him. I think just because his last name was just because of his name.
1: Yeah. It's a pretty cool name. I must admit. Um, but, uh, yeah, never, um, never cracked the majors. Got up to a ball or triple a ball, uh, in 2015, but, uh, never, never did anything. Um, but, uh, yeah, and so, and honestly, by proxy, there's not really much to talk about there. Um, I will say, uh, it does say, according to the Wikipedia page um, under family for Lenny Dykstra, uh, through Cutter's relationship with actress Jamie Lynn Sigler, Dykstra has two grandsons. Um, and so, just to kind of bring it back to something earlier, uh, Jamie Lynn Sigler uh, is the actress who played Meadow Soprano on The Sopranos.
0: He had a. So Cutter Cutter Dykstra had a relationship with Jamie Lynn Sigler from The Sopranos. <laughs> yes,
1: they um I guess they um are married. I guess
0: they have two kids. Oh okay, yeah. That's that's pretty. That's that's mind blowing, Jeremy. Isn't
1: that Isn't that a nice little nugget of information there?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, you think Wow, geez, you and think
1: I... Jamie Lynn Sigler could have done better than Cutter Dykstra?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a takeaway there. <laughs> Um, did you hear recently? Uh, Lenny Dykstra was in the news, Jeremy. I don't know. Did you hear about that at all?
1: Uh, n- no, I don't think I have. But I couldn't imagine it's anything good.
0: Well, he sued. Uh, he sued somebody. Oh, Ron um, Darling, for- right? yeah he's he, he yes. tried to sue ron darling yes. for like libel yes or so i mean for for slander yeah. um but then the i think the judge ruled that like <laughs> lenny dykstra couldn't possibly slander himself any more than he already has been right yeah um like it like like i think the judge ruled that it would literally be impossible for anybody <laughs> to slander lenny dykstra yeah. just because of the 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 check like the long checkered past that he's had yeah um, that's funny uh, so, yeah, it seems like that guy's, you know, he's always in the news for some reason. He was supposed to fight Bagel Boss, but uh, <laughs> every Bagel Boss guy, but every uh, everybody, I, I think that kind of fell by the wayside. I don't think it ended up happening. Um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's a that's a good one, Jeremy. Um, and yeah, like I said, I remember when the Brewers drafted Cutter Dykstra, uh, yeah, in the second round. Um, it's kind of a kind of, it looks like he played with the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers, too, in 2009 um so yeah it's kind of a shame kind of a shame that neither of those guys ever made it yeah uh, yeah it would have been would have been cool to see
1: for sure um yeah uh yeah that's just funny um yeah but uh there you go so that's an interesting thing about i will say the only like notable dykstra in baseball um and not even that notable was allen dykstra do you remember allen dykstra
0: uh no i don't think i do jeremy allen dykstra not-
1: yeah, no real reason to know him, but he, he did actually crack the major leagues. I think I saw him in a triple-A game. Um, okay. But not, no relation to Lenny Dykstra, so he can't claim that. Um, I think his name is – I'm trying to look – I'm trying to find him now. I think it's – Yeah, Alan, I was trying to find
0: Alan Dykstra, and I couldn't find him.
1: Um, Oh, it's two L's. That's why. A-L-L-A-N. Um, oh. Yeah. So he – um, I uh, believe he cracked the league. I want to say with the Phillies maybe? Um, oh, there he is, yeah yes uh 13 games uh with the rays in 2015 um and i saw him i'm trying to think of what team i would have seen him on. i think i saw him on the 2014 las vegas uh 51s uh in triple a against the iowa cubs it must have been oh wow yeah uh the game where i saw chris bryant hit a walk-off homer in triple a um yeah but uh but yeah alan dykstra uh no relation to lenny dykstra so <laughs> he can't even be mentioned in this uh category um but uh jack do you have that you don't have anyone else to mention
0: yeah you know i actually do have uh have one i believe well i i I got two final guys to mention jeremy okay uh one is uh sal butera and drew butera okay sure um uh pretty unremarkable but i uh i I thought it was funny because they were both uh you know they've both been career backup catchers uh sal butera played uh yeah he played for a little while played from 1980 to 1988 um, never played more than 70 games. Okay. Um, never had more than 170 official at-bats. But uh, but yeah, it looks like he hung around as a catcher for a little while. Oh. And his son followed suit. Um, his son basically had the exact same career that he did. Uh, Sal Butera debuted as a 27-year-old in 1980. Okay. And uh, Drew Butera debuted as a 26-year-old in uh, 2010. So they both debuted around the same time. Uh, neither guy, uh, only once has Drew Butera ever gotten over 200 official at-bats in a season. Uh, and he actually played a little bit for the 2019 Rockies. He got 43 at-bats for them. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it's kind of funny how two guys like that could have such similar, uh, similar careers and career trajectories.
1: Yes, it is. Uh, is Drew Butera, does he have the, the, that big mustache or did he at one point have like a big mustache?
0: You know, I don't know if he had a big mustache, but his dad did. Oh, from well, what it looks like yeah if okay. you look at his dad's baseball reference headshot his dad his dad had a uh his dad had a mustache um interesting and it looks like his his dad uh played on a uh wow the team uh the 1987 twins as well uh looks like he ended his uh season there so his dad has a world series ring too which is pretty cool
1: there you go that makes sense um yeah, I don't know. I can't remember now who it was. There was some ca- uh, catcher that had, like, a big – this is, like, a uh, like kind of like a like a cowboy mustache, like, where it goes uh, across and then down. Um, oh, okay. So I-, I can't remember. I thought it was Drew Butera, but it is not. I, I know now that I'm looking at Drew Butera. Um, I also get Cell Butera and Cell Bando confused. Um, okay. Which, again, could be in that one, <laughs> uh, you know, future episode, mini so that we may or may not do. Um, the last thing I want to say about them, because this is way too much about the Buteras, is that there was a local grocery store chain called Buteras in Chicago, Jack, which I think was there. Yeah, which I think is probably has been out of business since you uh, have become a Chicagoan. But But um, there was. Yeah, I used to grow up going uh, to um, Buteras grocery store uh, with my grandmother. It was like kind of like a third tier grocery store
0: okay yeah i was going to say i would shop there on principle jeremy if yeah. uh you know if it was if it was still around for sure um but uh oh yeah that that's interesting i mean you know the uh i think drew butera is from evansville indiana so like they're from the midwest so like maybe the butera's uh owned that store Possibly, who knows yeah,
1: maybe he's the heir to the butera fortune
0: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so, uh, so I don't know how much how much more Drew Butera has left in the tank. It looks like he's uh, 2019 was his age 35 season. Um, uh, he was invited uh, uh, the Rockies uh, as a non-roster invite. So, you know, once again, this is a guy who might rear his head uh, again this season. Uh, and, yeah, it looks like he was also a World Series champion in 2015 with the Royals. Oh. I do not remember him being on that Royals team. Yeah. So, yeah, father and son, uh, similar careers, uh, also both... Uh, backup catchers on world series teams. There
1: you go. Um, okay. I got two real quick hits to, to wrap up my list. Uh, one is um, the LaRoches, uh, but not, not Dave LaRoche and Adam LaRoche. I'm going to say Adam LaRoche and Drake LaRoche.
0: Yeah. Well, Drake LaRoche is uh, he was a, a great leader on the white Sox.
1: <laughs> yes. I mean, his contribution, you know, I mentioned Frank Thomas and Jose Valentin um, for the white Sox, but no, no, none of them can, uh, you know, hold a candle to the contribution that drake LaRoche made to the major league ball club uh just with his presence alone his presence and unwanted uh uh, whether you know it was wanted or unwanted um but his presence in the clubhouse was uh you know immeasurable Um, yeah you know uh, yeah Mm. uh,
0: jeremy uh it's one of those things where um it, that, that was like a clubhouse divided when that, when that <laughs> happened, it was like you had guys like Chris sale yes. and Adam Eaton, yes. um, like being very loud and outspoken about how angry they were that, uh, you know, Drake LaRoche was being removed. Well, 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 I'm sure that there were other guys who had complained about the fact that this fucking kid was, was, was there all the time. Yes. Um, yeah, Jack, you had, that was... you
1: had, um, you had sensible baseball players who didn't want a kid hanging around a locker room. And then you had two fucking idiots Chris Sale and Adam LaRoche who, who, you know, thought that Drake LaRoche uh, was, you know, belonged in, in a, a workplace basically. Um, <laughs> so yeah, for sure. Definitely a clubhouse divide, <laughs> divided divided. Um, yes. Uh, so I have that. And then the last thing I'm going to go on is again, not, uh, doesn't qualify necessarily, but I couldn't help but mention when you talk about uh, family bloodlines in baseball, um, Trevor Bell, uh, I believe, mostly relief pitcher um, for the uh, Anaheim Angels. I guess he appeared he was with the Reds for a little bit. Um, his grandfather didn't play baseball, but his grandfather was Bozo the Clown. <laughs> what? <laughs> Trevor Bell's grandfather is was is Bob Bell, who played Bozo the Clown, and he was like the Chicago Bozo. Um, oh, my God. Now, so um, – Uh, again, to reference, uh, Seinfeld Bozo, you're talking about Bozo. You're hung up on some clown from the sixties, man. Um, but, uh, uh, so, um, uh, yes. Like the, the Bozo of my childhood was not Bob Bell, but from the generation older than me, uh, their Bozo and like, and arguably the more notable Bozo was Bob Bell, who was in turn, uh, Trevor Bell's grandson or grandfather. So, wow.
0: There you go. So Bozo the Clown had a uh, had a grandson who played Major League Baseball.
1: Yes, and you know probably um, presented himself as a clown uh, in times uh, when he was you know probably blowing some leads late for the uh, Anaheim Angels, I guess. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so I couldn't help but mention. I I had to get that one in there. That was definitely worth mentioning. I would say, Um, and uh, yeah, so he he uh, there's a there's a bloodline there, but just not uh, baseball on both ends. It's just more of uh, the buckets game. And then, you know, pitching in like the sixth inning in a blowout.
0: (laughs) I never, I never watched, uh, I never watched Bozo the Clown. Really? Really? No, no, I never, I don't think I ever did. I was
1: on, so, um, well, and you would have been watching the, uh, the Chicago one. Um, you would have gotten that one from WGN. I mean, Bozo was a big deal. Um, you, there was a thing where like you had to, like parents had to, um, uh, sign up for the waiting list, uh, like before they even were pregnant, before they even had kids because the waiting list was yeah. like 7 years or something. Uh-huh. Um and uh so yeah, parents would sign up for it without even having kids or being, you know, or have, you know, having anything in the works. Um I did end up going to one taping of Bozo uh when I was wow. a kid uh because um a friend of a friend uh like had got the tickets, like had signed up and had an extra one. And so I got the sweet, uh, the sweet, uh, invite there. Uh, I went to WGN, uh, studio to, to be a see a taping. And actually the friend of the friend got picked for the Bozo buckets. Um, uh, uh-huh. and, uh, so, I, yeah, so I didn't get picked, but like, you know, anyone could have gotten picked, I guess. And, uh, you know, I was praying, uh, to God that I was picked. I was not. Um, And then at the end, the the kind of consolation for for any kids who were not actually picked was that at the end, you like kind of paraded out like Cookie, the clown would would like lead you out uh, like in a marching line, basically um, uh, past the camera. okay and that was your chance to like wave at the camera. So that was like your your big moment. Um, And so. While I walked by the camera, I was putting my jacket on. <laughs> so basically, I, like, blocked my face <laughs> from <laughs> from the camera.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> did, did you get to – first of all, I can't believe in all the years I've known you that you've never told me this story. <laughs> yeah, um, true, true, true and you saw a taping of bozo the clown yep. uh did you get to did you get to see the episode after after it, it like you know after it was taped and...
1: yeah it was on a vhs like we had it at home uh, for a while and i mean i don't know if i ever really revisited it that often I, I mean i didn't revisit that often i'm not even sure if i ever watched it more than once but um yeah uh yeah i uh, did not um you know i, I don't have it anymore sadly um, you know, maybe I'll try to pull. Uh, I'll try to call on my WGN connections to see if I can find a tape from the from the annals, uh of right. old Bozo episodes. But yeah, so it's not there. Um, uh, but uh, I would I would be interested to see it one day because I would love to see me uh, walking by the camera with my jacket over my head as I'm putting it on <laughs> my body. Um, but yeah, so that's that's my brush with Bozo.
0: Yeah, Jeremy, you you had a you had a couple of brushes with greatness in your uh your childhood. You had Harry Carey mention your name on the air. You attended a taping of of Bozo the Clown. Uh, yeah, you were you were everywhere, Jeremy. (laughs) Well, uh, Yeah, Chica-
1: I was big in Chicago, which is why I never left. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes, uh, even though I had more, of some, maybe some lucrative opportunities <laughs> to leave, but um, but for better or worse, I'm still here, folks. Um, and right. you know, you can find us uh, when there's not a quarantine going on, uh, fucking around at White Sox baseball games. Uh, that's the that's a future <laughs> that I wanted for myself, and so I'm I'm perfectly happy. Um, speaking of the White Sox, Jack. Before we go, I just want to give a shout out to the White Sox, Jack. Okay. Um, I want to give yeah. the White Sox credit. Um, I'm not sure if you, you know where I'm going with this, but I want to give the White Sox credit because, um, you know, say what you want about the organization, about the popularity of them as a major league franchise, but I want to say that the White Sox at least have the dignity and foresight to close the upper deck of their stadium when there's no one there.
0: Yeah, yeah, they, uh, they, they do
1: do that, Jeremy. Yeah, some other events that were ho- held this weekend – Um, maybe would have for optics, maybe should have closed the upper deck, uh, to kind of distract from the, uh, the lack of attendance. Uh, you know, I'm thinking of a, 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 a situation maybe down South where, uh, there was, uh, maybe some, some reports of higher, uh, crowds, you know, expected. And instead there was just a couple of bums like in the, uh, in the rafters of the stadium. Uh, but the white sox you know not only do they have the foresight of closing the the upper deck when when there's lack of interest uh but also they they didn't they they got rid of those blue seats because the blue seats when they're empty don't look very good
0: no no um well yeah yeah jeremy that's a that's a good uh that, that's a pretty good call and uh you know who knows maybe uh maybe somebody's campaign will reach out to the white sox people <laughs> to uh to say like hey you know what what do you guys like how, how do you guys uh how do you guys manage the optics of this? Yeah. How
1: do we play you know? this going forward to not look like a complete embarrassment? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Hard to say, but uh, you think that's a good note to end it on Jack?
0: I, yeah, that's a, that's a fantastic note to end it on Jeremy. <laughs> right. Um, Fair enough. yeah, and we're, we're at just, just about an hour 30 here. So that's uh yeah, that was a good one, Jeremy. We both learned some things today, uh, about, uh, fathers and sons. Uh, and, uh, yeah, who knows what episode 81 will bring, uh, as far as what we talk about for the, uh, for the, the the guy for 1981
1: yeah it was a big year for me I'll say that um I joined the <laughs> earth that year um and uh yeah this episode is going to drop on my birthday actually too so uh
0: oh yeah yeah happy birthday Jeremy I don't think yeah. we'll be doing Alice's I don't think we'll be going to Alice's karaoke bar this year
1: sadly not no Jack but maybe I'll uh you know I can zoom you tomorrow night and we can sing karaoke to each other <laughs> what do you say
0: Uh, yeah that's that sounds uh that sounds like a a plan to me Jeremy just don't just don't record it like uh like Fred the karaoke jockey does there
1: yeah fair enough fair enough I assume that you'd probably begrudgingly opt for that instead of contracting COVID-19 um but just barely (laughs) I would say so all right Jack well let's wrap it up uh for another episode of Rain Delay Theater my name is Jeremy Dionisio
0: and I'm Jack Swakowski we'll see you later